in Galatians chapter 3, that's where we're going to start. I'm going to talk about three major areas uh, that you're going to see tremendous change in your life. Uh, in the Great Commission, he says, go into all the world, right? Baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, making them disciples, right? We hear that Jesus uh, and he, all, all the out, all outpouring of the Holy Spirit happens at the beginning of Acts in 2 and 3. And then all of a sudden... Baptisms start happening. And then right after that, Acts chapter 10, uh, an Italian general, a Gentile, gets baptized. And, and, and first, he was actually filled with the Holy Spirit. The whole house was filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter looks around and says, who could deny them water? Let me tell you today, God has brought an opportunity for you to says, who could deny you water? Who could deny the change that God has for you? Who can deny the opportunity? No one can. That's the answer. And while we're called to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit under the anointing of Jesus Christ in our life, let me tell you, there's tremendous change that's going to happen. But let me first talk to you about what it's not. Baptism is not unto salvation. You are not getting baptized to get saved. You're getting baptized to wash away the old. We're going to talk about why. But, but forgiveness and grace and mercy was paid on the cross. Amen? All you need to do is receive it. And you are saved in the name of Jesus. Okay? You're saved because you called upon the name of the Lord and you believed in your heart and you confessed with your mouth. That's where salvation comes. But I want to show you a lot of pastors, we don't teach very well on what water baptism does for you. Okay, you need to understand what it does. Why do you need? What are the areas that change? How is this supposed to affect my life? If I'm already saved, why get baptized? Right? Why get baptized? I'm going to show you. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 says this. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through what? Faith. For all of you who were baptized, now this is where it starts, into Christ have clothed. Now this is where the list begins. Have clothed yourself with Christ. So number one, I'm just going to be brief today. I'm only sharing three points and then we're going to get ready to get baptized. Okay. Number one, the number one thing that changes for you is your identity. He says, well, what changes when you get baptized for those who are baptized in Jesus name are clothed with Christ. Your identity changed. You all of a sudden became the old is gone and the new, the true you has come. And God's saying, okay, let's cut off who you used to be. Let's cut off the old habits. Let's cut off the old personality. I know somebody's praising God in here because not everything in my past I'm proud of. Not everything of where I've been and what I've been known for, I'm thankful for. I, there's a lot of things, man. I, I am so thankful for the baptism and the washing of water where Jesus clothed me in who he is because I'm no longer that Landon anymore. I'm a new creation. I'm made brand new. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. Somebody said amen. amen. I know that sounds so simple. But yeah, it's one of the most profound things you'll ever encounter in your life. New identity. You know what our world needs right now? Identity. You know what people need right now? True identity. Real identity. Who am I? Too many people are like, oh, i got to go find myself. I, you ever heard somebody, I'm going to go on a soldier. And I'm going to go on a soul. I'm just going to wander around the United States because G it must be somewhere else. Let me tell you, Jesus is right here, right now for you. And he, can, and he can help identify who you are, your purpose, your calling, and where you're headed in life. But a lot of the times, we, we think God is somewhere else. We're going to go on this mystical journey to find ourselves. That's not how it happens. You find yourself under the water. When you submit yourself. That's why we get baptized completely, submerged underwater. You know why? 
because we completely belong to him. We're submerged, we're submitted to him, and we surrender to him. We give over to him, and it changes who we are. And man, water changes everything. There was one time, uh, we were, uh, a friend of mine, he was doing baptisms, and I told you I have a lot of funny baptism stories, but like this, uh, this one is really uh, pretty wild uh, because of how much it impacted everybody. And everybody identified this man a little differently later. But what happened is they were doing baptisms. It was a good-sized church, large audience. And up there, uh, or, or like if you were facing the stage, there was a big baptismal tank, some big screens. And from this side, the girls would come in and get baptized. From this side, the guys would come in and get baptized. And then outside of those were areas where you could change. And everybody would come in, and, and you'd have your robe that they'd put on you back then, and you'd get baptized. Well, there's a new man who just come that Sunday. He heard they were doing baptisms at the end of service. He's like, I'll do it. This is awesome. He is a huge, former hell's angel, massive, big biker dude, burly, right? He's just, I mean, got hair everywhere. Like, he is just a hairy dude. <clears throat> and so what happened is he goes in there, and he, he has his robe on. He gets baptized. And what they didn't tell him is that when they're getting baptized, there's cameras that are positioned to show people getting baptized and leaving the baptismal tank. So he gets up, gets baptized, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, come on, this is a former hell's angels. Everybody's so excited. He walks out, and as he walks out, he gets right in that area where the men were leaving, and he just pulls his robe completely off, and he takes off his whole robe, and he's, he's bent over like this and pulling his and the camera is right there. And the whole church sees this guy's rear end, and, and, and the pastor, right on it, my friend, gets up. He goes, everybody, right now, turn around and pray. And hit your knees in the name of Jesus. <laughs> he was praying for a new identity right then. Uh, let me tell you, there are a lot of things that you, you, may live, you may be embarrassed of in your past. There are a lot of things that you may be ashamed of in your past. There are a lot of habits. There are a lot of ways. There are a lot of things that you want to let go of. Let me tell you, water baptism is one of the greatest ways that will transform your life. When we baptized all those inmates, I'm telling you, they came up and they said, I'm, I just feel like a weight's been lifted, like I'm brand new. Thank you so much that somebody believed in me, that somebody would say, okay, you can do this. This is for you too. Number two is this, verse 28 says, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. The second thing uh, that I want you to see right here is you're gonna, it's going to change your power and change your authority. It's going to change your power and change your authority. Water changes that for you. Colossians 2 verse 12 says, Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. That same power that raised Christ from the dead is now alive in you. And you have the same power and authority when you are baptized in Christ. That's why it's, a, it's huge to really take your time and walk through scripture because he says for those who are baptized, Baptized in Christ. You are made in his image. You are clothed in him. And then what else? Then he says, now there's neither Jew nor Greek. What is that? White and black. What is that? Now you, you're able to pull down walls of racism. You know why racism hasn't been won yet? Because the baptized ecclesia, the body of Christ has not risen up to say no more. 
no, 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 no more, no more racism in my country. No more racism around me. I'm not going to tolerate it. Then he says there's no, no slave nor free. That means no economic, no rich and poor. Hey, all the rich people sit up front, all the poor people to the back. You know what we're going to do with all those inmates? Sit them right at the front. Because there's, we're not going to show favoritism because the walls of this dividing of like you're poor and you're rich and we're just going to divide this. That's what the people who are baptized in Christ could say, oh, I could tear it down. Because he says, your weapons are not carnal, but are powerful. What does he say after that? He says, they're powerful. For what? The pulling down of strongholds. But you got to be baptized. you got to be baptized in Christ, covered in Christ, identified with him. Be able to say, okay, I'm, I'm ready to do this. And then he says, there's neither male nor female. You know, there's this terrible doctrine out there that somehow women are less than men. Let me tell you, that'll never be preached in this church. I don't have a lot of time to go into this today, uh, but God is not man. Somebody said amen. <laughs> God is not man. God is not male, just male. God is both masculine and feminine. The Bible says the wor- those who worship him, worship him with spirit and in truth. How could God create woman and everything good comes from him if it didn't come from him? You following me? So let me tell you, if you take man and put him up here and, and, and the masculine and you put feminine down here below woman, you have demeaned the spirit of God. Now you have offended God because you're saying you're not as good as me. No, no, no. We're all God's children and we're all equal. No matter what my skin color. No matter what my gender. No matter what my past is. Come on, somebody who's baptized in Christ needs to start speaking up because it's a false doctrine. And let me just tell you, that all the scriptures where they like to use that women can't speak, it's just, it's just they don't know how to read, first of all. But they also don't know how to interpret. I'm just being real. Because what it does is it creates and it demeans. I know women who don't have a dream in their life because someone taught them they're not allowed to have a dream. And said, no, it's just scriptural. you got to understand. No, 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 it's not scriptural. It's not biblical. No, no, women have been running and ruling things from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible. Women were shepherds too, right? We, we, can't, we can't get in this. we got to pull this down, guys. And I'm going to just talk to the men for just a minute right now. I need my wife to not, she's the only one saying amen, but I hope that there's a few men out there that said amen. Yeah, we're all equal. Yeah, no, the women don't have to speak up for themselves. And no, we're not going to live with this terrible abuse that our nation has been there. I'm not trying to beat anybody up, but I'm, I'm, I wish somebody would square their shoulders back and say, okay, it's time to stand up. It's time to be who God's created us to be and pull down these strongholds. And stop living this life where we don't have power, where we don't have authority. When I went and broke bricks down there, uh, I went and broke these bricks. But normally I break 24-inch uh, bricks. They don't sell those anymore. So they sell 15-inch bricks. Uh, and, I, and, and these, I've never even heard of anybody breaking them. So I said, hey, guys. I told the inmates. I was like, one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to break my arm. Or I'm going to break these bricks. And these bricks stood before. I'm telling you, I was never, I, I've never been so nervous, so, so afraid. I didn't know what was going to happen. And I was like, okay, I, I've never even heard of this happening. So I, I went up there and smashed it. And right after I smashed it, you know what the Lord told me? He said, Landon, I wanted you to do something that you've never done. Because I wanted them to do something they've never done. Amen. Let me tell you, we got to stand up. And maybe you've never stood up before. Maybe you've never squared your shoulders back and spoke with authority and power in the right direction before. Maybe you've constantly made excuses. You live in doubt. You live in your own fear. You live in your own securities. Or you live in a false doctrine that taught you something incorrect. Now it's time to change your paradigm, your mindset, to have a new belief for you. And the last thing that I want to show you is this. Verse 29. 
If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This is key. Jesus came and died so that you could be baptized, so that you could receive the blessing of Abraham. The third part and the final thing I'm going to share with you today before we close is this. It's going to change your blessing and favor over your life. All of a sudden, and I'm going to tell you, favor ain't fair. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, favor ain't fair. And God favors me. Three of you told each other. Let, let me tell you, <laughs> are you all with me? Are you all with me? Is it too warm in here? Let me tell you, uh, uh, this, is, this is huge because you, you, we think we're going to live under the blessing and favor of God just because Jesus loves us. That's not how it works. It's when I'm given over to him, when I'm buried with him. And when I come up and I'm so totally submitted to him, all of a sudden that's when I see true blessing in my life. That's when I see true favor in my life. That's when all of a sudden things start changing for my good. And man, you know what? When, as we're working in our city and as our church is growing exponentially every week and as we have favor with the governor of our state, as we have favor in the prison system, as we have favor with the police department here in Flagstaff, as we have favor and favor and favor, let me tell you, it's just continuing to compile. Why? Because God looks and he's finding, he's waiting for a ministry, he's waiting for a church or a group of people to say, okay, right here, that's what I want to bless. I don't understand all of it. I don't understand all the details. I know that I'm not worthy. But I know when I'm buried with him and I'm following his word and I'm doing his will and I'm not doing what I want and I'm not just a consumer Christian bouncing around from church to church trying to get the way I like it because this is how I want things. No, no, no. When I am baptized, submerged and submitted with Christ and I come up out of that water, that's when real blessing and favor comes on my life. And I go from being a consumer Christian to a disciple. I walk into a place where I start seeing, okay, God, you know, this is going to be powerful. Jesus, you know, when he was baptized, you know what happened? Favor. He said, this is my favorite. The heavens parted and God spoke with a loud voice and he says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. He spoke favor over him. And you know, God wants to speak favor over your life. God wants to bless your life. Negative people who know scripture, I would call them Pharisees, <laughs> would normally read and be like, well, when Jesus got baptized, he was led into the wilderness, tempted by the devil. Look, negative people are always going to see obstacles where positive people always see opportunities. But you gotta, you got to start seeing this. Look at the scripture. I, baptize me every day. If it means that I get to go into the wilderness tempted by the devil himself, overcome every test with flying colors, and then angels minister to me afterwards, sign me up. That's, that is tremendous power and authority. I, I don't look at the, the, the negative side. I look at, wow, oh my God, Jesus stood before the devil and every temptation he brought, he passed. There are times I'm sure that you've been tempted. Jealousy, anger, doubt, discouragement. The enemy just throws it at you. Little hateful thoughts. Do you pass the test every time? I know someone who did. And I know it's through the baptism of water that when he came back up, he was able to overcome every test. He was able to overcome every adversity. There was blessing and favor on his life. There was power and authority and there was a true identity that came upon him that not just he knew, because you know it. I believe you know it in your heart. 
but that everybody around him knew. Everybody knew. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? I want to pray with you. We're going to close. We're going to let those who are going to be baptized dismiss, and then we're all going to pray and dismiss. But I want to give those here and online a chance to really just let God speak to your heart. Really allow the Lord to speak to you and say, hey, you know what? I want you to surrender. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I didn't bring a change of clothes. No, no, I want you to submit today. I want you to get baptized today. And the Lord's moving on some of your hearts. And whether you got to go in fully dressed or not, let me tell you, the Lord's moving on your heart. Say, it's your time. No, no, I need you to know it's been a long time. God, I did that when I was a kid. I, I, I'm still your, no, no, I need, you to, I need you to gain real authority back in your life. I need you to get real blessing and favor on your life again. You've kind of hit a, a flat line for me. I, I, need you to, I need you to surrender and submit. The Lord may be moving on your heart today, and I'm just going to uh, encourage you, if not compel you, to say yes. Yes, Lord. When they dismiss, I'm going with them. I'm going with them. And with every head bowed and every eye closed here and online, if anybody wants to give their life to Jesus today, Receive eternity in your life. Receive forgiveness in your life. And say, Lord, I belong to you now and forever. If that's you, with no one looking around, eyes closed, head bowed. If that's you and you want to surrender your life to the Lord and confess that Jesus is the Lord of your life, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Thank you for the hands in this house. Thank you for the hands. Thank you for those hearts and hands that are open. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you for all those online. With every hand that's raised and heart that's open, I want you to pray after me. And every believer, we're not gonna, you're not going to pray alone. We're going to pray with you. Every believer in here. Dear Jesus, I receive you now as my Lord, as my Savior, as my Heavenly Father. I'm forever yours, and I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give God some praise, Covenant Church. Come on, let's give us some real praise.